0: Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on part one of chapter 11 of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Feels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Holy Spirit, please guide us and help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. In verses 2 through 4, these are the guidelines for prayer, or the model prayer. So when we pray, we pray to our Heavenly Father. And where it says, hollowed, hollowed means to set apart, so there is no one like God. And where it says here, your kingdom come, it adds at the bottom that some manuscripts say, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And here it's showing passion for God's glory and his mission. In verse 3, we have to bring our needs to God. And not only our needs for food or our daily bread, but also for everything that we need to get through the day. For strength, protection, comfort, whatever it is that we need to get through or grow through things, we bring those needs to God. In verse 4, we ask for forgiveness because our need for forgiveness just as important, if not more important than our need for food and our daily needs to get through life. And also where it says, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. So whenever we forgive others, we are forgiven. We can't expect forgiveness if we're not gonna forgive other people that have done us wrong. In verses five through eight, Back in those days, there was a whole family that would live together in a one-room house. And so there was no way for this man to come to the door without disturbing the whole house. In verse 8, where it says, Because of the man's boldness, this man was bold to ask shamelessly at midnight for something that he needed for his friend. And this shows that we have to be persistent and passionate whenever we're praying to God the Father. And our persistence is not going to change God, but it changes us and it develops a heart and passion for what God wants. Whenever we're staying persistent and we're constantly asking for the things that we need, that's going to help change us and our hearts and help us to rely on God through every aspect of our life. In verses 9 through 13, not only do we need to ask, seek, and knock, but we have to keep asking and keep seeking and keep knocking. And God will always provide for us in his perfect timing. And our Heavenly Father blesses us and gives us the Holy Spirit. And once we have the Holy Spirit, we have the fruit of the Spirit. And when we're letting the Holy Spirit guide us and we're following Jesus, then everything that we ask from God the Father, will be to further the calling that's placed on our hearts. With being guided by the Holy Spirit, we no longer give in to our sinful nature. And so the things that we're asking God for are things that are going to help us to stay faithful and obedient to the calling that God has placed on our hearts. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 14. Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. When the demon left, the man who had been mute spoke. And the crowd was amazed, but some of them said, By Beelzebub, the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. Others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebub. Now if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your followers drive them out? So then, they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up the spoil. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me, gathers. When an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. All right, so those are all the verses that I'm going to be reading in part 1 of chapter 11 of the book of Luke, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 14 through 16, some people were saying that Jesus was driving out demons by Beelzebub, which was the prince of demons. And what Jesus says in verses 17 through 20 is, He's basically asking them, why would evil drive out evil? A kingdom or a nation will fall if they're divided. And the Jewish leaders also had exorcists. So he was wondering if they accused them also. And what Jesus says in verse 23, those who do not believe in Jesus and his message are against him. And verses 24 through 26, So the person that Jesus was talking about here was someone that was delivered from a demon, but not filled with Jesus. And he was showing that it's dangerous to deliver a person from possession of a demon without filling their life with Jesus Christ, because they can end up worse than they were before. So once that person is free from the demon, they have to be filled with Jesus Christ. And what Jesus says in verse 28, it's so important for us to not only hear the word of God, but also obey it and implement the teachings of Jesus in our daily lives. And we saw in our Bible studies from chapter eight of the book of Luke, the importance of hearing the words of Jesus Christ and obeying them. So I'm gonna end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is we have to be persistent in prayer. Number two is God will always provide for us in his perfect timing. And number three is we have to fill our lives with Jesus. Jesus Christ should always be the most important thing in our life. And we have to make sure that we're following him, obeying his commands, implementing his teachings, and seeking to live and have a heart like Jesus. So that concludes this Bible study on part one of chapter 11 of the book of Luke. Tomorrow we're going to go into part two, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye guys.